about another song? Sure, man. Yeah. Why not? And then, they, you know, you'd have a few minutes of just playing something and making it up. So, Everybody doing good? Y'all all real quiet now. Come on. We'll, we'll get outside. We'll do some jumping jacks. We'll run. I'll get y'all's blood pumping. There you go, Mr. Kenny. That's right. That's right. Sorry, I got to find my place in the Bible here. Ooh, a dollar fell out of my Bible. Did y'all see that? He's one of them prosperity preachers. Money falling out under his Bible. Who's he think he is? Probably stole it from the church. That's probably, that, that's probably my money I gave last week. He got it in his Bible right now. Yes, right. He took it out of the, the donation church. Actually, I took it from the youth. Took it from the kids' church. Yeah, now I'm playing. Everybody doing good? So this is going to be my last Sunday for a while because, uh, you know, I'm probably going to say a lot of stuff to make somebody mad, and I probably won't be invited back, you know. So uh, that'll be it. Now, we're going to get into some things. Actually, Serena was kind of hitting on uh, some of the stuff, so ev- evidently she, uh, she read my notes before she got up here to sing. And because uh, I thought she was going to preach my message there for a little while and I wasn't going to preach. So I was going to come up here and sing a few songs instead of preaching. You know, we were just going to switch out this morning. So uh, anyway, uh, I tried to find a good dad joke. I couldn't. I didn't have time, you know. So I know, yeah, Joseph's very disappointed. I know several of y'all are disappointed this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, several of us are disappointed, but it'll be okay. It will be all right. It's going to be all right. So for those of you that were not here on Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday we began like a little, I don't want to say that it's a series because I don't do series, but we got into the vein of a thought and some stuff we were thinking about. And it began with Jesus enduring what he endured. And he, in the process of enduring what he endured, he began to show us how to go through the process of of a thing that we're doing for God. And in that, he, he actually entered, entered into a rest in the middle of this mess that he was in, right? Like he had this mess that he was in the middle of, and he stepped over into this resting while this stuff was going on. And it was stuff that he didn't really want to do. You know, if you go back to the Garden of Gethsemane, he was like, hey, Lord, if there's any other way to get this thing done, I'm in favor of that. Right? Y'all remember this? Do we, you know? And, and like, don't look at me funny. I mean, y'all looking at me like, no, it was Jesus. He wanted to. No, <laughs> you know, yeah, he wanted to because he loved you, but I don't know that he really enjoyed the process that much. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you think about it, it probably hurt just a little bit, but anyway. And so we talked about that endurance, and then last Sunday, we kind of got off on worry a little bit, and and uh, I kind of got off because we had a little bit of an altar call sort of kind of thing in that, what we called it, Ginger. Were you, you weren't here, were you? Oh, you were backslid. What'd we do? <laughs> yeah, I'm the first person to ever call Ginger backslid. I got some looks. Ooh, dang, daggers came at me, Paul. Golly, I told you it's going to be my last Sunday. I told you, I told you. 
No, but anyway, we talked about worry a little bit and how worry could stifle, you know, worry could stop God. For those of you that do not know, if you worry an awful lot, more than likely God's not able to work because the worry is the indication that you are trying to do what God is supposed to be doing. You want me to say that again? The worry is the indication that you are trying to do what God is supposed to be doing. Okay? So if you're worried and caught up in some stuff, that means you were trying to do something you were not created to do. Oh, I hit a little nerve there, didn't I? I hit a little nerve there. All right, so we'll stay on that one for a minute. So worry is nothing more than an outward expression of you attempting to do something you were not created to do. We haven't been created to worry. It is unbiblical. Uh, Marvely, I love you. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, please, sweetheart. We are not created to do this thing called worry. In fact, if you have high anxiety, we've created medicines to bring it down. To keep it down. It has an adverse effect on you physically. Your body can't even maintain itself properly if you have high anxiety and worry too much. It's like, it's like sniffing radioactive waste. You just were not created to do it. You're affecting not only your body... You're affecting your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you are affecting your spirit. Your spirit is not there to handle that. Are we there yet? This is, this is Paul. This is from, from the Apostle Paul. He's writing to the church at Philippi, and he tells them, the church, back up two, two verses. Go to verse 4. Y'all like this? This is fun, isn't it? Rejoice in the Lord until something bad happens and then get mad and worried and take your pill and get a pillow. Rejoice in the Lord until it gets to the point where it looks like He ain't going to do nothing. Rejoice in the Lord until you've just had enough. Is that what it says? Rejoice in the Lord how often? Now, which way is that? All of them. Every which way you can. What was that Clint Eastwood movie back in the 80s? Every which way but loose? Is that the name of it? All of them. Every which way possible. The good ones... The bad ones, the tough ones, the ones that you don't really want to do, the ones that you know it's fixing to be just rough, the ones where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how exciting it's about to be and how great everything's about to be. Every single way there is, all of them, there ever could be, ever was, ever, 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 ever rejoice in that way. Even right now in the midst of looking at me, Rejoice in that way. Man, 
And he said, again, I'll say, do what? Why is that, Paul? Why are you telling me to rejoice and again rejoice? And oh, by the way, in all of your ways that you have, rejoice. Why? Why are you telling me this, Paul? Next scripture. Let your gentleness gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You carry the presence of the living God on the inside of you. If you can't get happy about that, I don't know what will make you happy. You let this power presence that's on the inside of you be known everywhere you go because the Lord is at hand when you step. I can't say, can I, I guess I could say, I don't know. I got a friend. He don't go to church here. He goes to another church. Known him for years. He used to play bass at Living Word Worship Center. Used to. He's got a mullet. Man, it's beautiful too. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's a beautiful mullet. Very few people still have a mullet in 2023, but he got one, and that thing is pretty. Golly. Like my boy back here. Yeah. But it's not Hutton. Show them. Okay. All right. Put it up. Stop it, Cindy. Stop it. Like a daggum model back there trying to sell Pepsi. Maybelline or something like that. Did he sell you? Well, y'all go in the back and have a moment. I got to preach. Anyway, he goes, into, uh, uh, he goes to pray for some people. At, at the hospital, and uh, they, were, they were bad off, and this was several years ago, and um, several years ago, and so he walks in the room, and everybody's crying, and just all kind of messed up, and I don't know if y'all remember, there was a story of Jesus uh, back in the day, Jesus, uh, there was a little girl that had, had passed, Talitha Kumi, y'all remember that part? There was a little song that was put over to the side, it was a Oh, this is, this is funny. Y'all can tell I'm not on my notes. Wake up, Talit the Kumi, wake up. Y'all don't know that one. Anyway. <laughs> and so Jesus, he tells this little girl to wake up. She, she's, she's dead, and he, he raises her. Um, and her whole family's crying, and Jesus tells the family, hey, everybody be quiet. And in fact, everybody get out so that I can do what I need to do. Right? Well, my friend, he walks into the hospital room and the same kind of stuff's going on. And they're all crying and messed up and, you know, hey, it's just really bad. We appreciate you coming to pray, but it's just really bad. And it's just, we really appreciate you being here. It's just really bad. And we just don't know if God's going to do what he said. It's just really bad. It's just, and he said, well, I'll tell you what, God may not have been here a few minutes ago. But he just got here because I walked in. Because he had an understanding that he was carrying the presence of God. Y'all do know that in the Old Testament, the presence of God was carried around in the Ark of the Covenant, the box. Y'all remember the box from Raiders of the Lost Ark that they opened and everybody melted? All right, that, the presence left that whenever Jesus was hung on the cross. The presence left the box, no longer in the box. And now you're a bunch of little arcs that carry around the presence of God, right? 
That's where the presence of God resides. He is in you. So if we let our gentleness be made known to all men, the Lord's at hand, there's nothing you can do but rejoice if you let that thing out everywhere you go. If you show up and you show in a place and you step over into a place and say, Hey, y'all, what's up? How y'all doing today? And you may not feel like it, but you're still doing the, hey, how y'all doing? What's going on? And this rejoicing comes out of, you don't have to dance and act ignorant, okay? That's not what we gots to do. But what we could do, we could try just for a second, is be nice. It's called walking in love. I ain't going to get into it, but go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and check out verses 4 through 8. It'll tell you how to do it. This is just not some scripture that you use whenever you do a wedding. You can actually walk that stuff out and use that stuff every single day of your life, and people will start to like you. All of a sudden, you'll have a bunch of friends on Facebook. I thought that was funny, Joe. I really did. Because I ain't got none on Facebook, you know. All of a sudden, people see you and they want to talk to you. Next thing you know, you're like ginger. You got people talking to you all the time. That's all they want to do is, hey, ginger, you got some time. Can we go eat some lunch? It just happens. Why? Because you allow that gentleness, that power of God, the presence of God, you let the Lord that's at hand start to come out. Why? Because there's this rejoicing. There's this joy that comes out everywhere. All right, I'm going to get off of it. Y'all looking at me funny. Verse 6, let's get into this. What's he telling us to do now? Whenever we do this, we're supposed to be anxious or worry about what? Why? Can you tell me why? Because it's a good idea? Peter said that he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Past tense. He has given to you all things that pertain to life and godliness. On the inside of you, you little arcs of the covenant. On the inside of you, you little boxes of gold. On the inside of you, you little earthen vessels that you called in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. On the inside of you is the glory of God. The awesome, ultimate power of Almighty God lives in you. You tote this stuff around everywhere that you go. You, everything that you touch, every step that you take, every move that you make, it is in you. He is with you and He is for you telling you what to do, how to do, what to say, how to say, where to be, who to be around. Every place that you go, you got the power of God with you. So He's saying, look, don't be worried about nothing because I'm with you. He said, I'll be with you. Everybody else might leave you, but I ain't going to leave you. Your mama and your daddy, they might forsake you, but I ain't going to forsake you. All your friends might leave you alone, but I ain't going to leave you alone. There might be nobody in this world that wants to have nothing to do with you, but I'll come live on the inside of you. I will tell you how to be successful. I will take you places in this world that you never thought you would ever go, and I will make a big deal out of you real quick. So don't worry about nothing. That's your Bible says that. Not just your phone, not just Google. Your Bible says that. 
the one your grandmother gave you says that you ain't supposed to worry about nothing. And people treat you funny when you don't. They act like you done lost your mind whenever you, whoa, whenever you don't worry. There ain't no room up here. There ain't no room up here. I done got hot. Where are my kids at? Do I look good? I don't, I don't look good. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. That's one thing that you can get from your kids is honesty. Hey, I look good. No, Dad, you look bad. No. You don't look no good, Daddy, at all. You look bad, Daddy. You look like you're going to die. Breathe. Breathe. They told me last week, they said, man, we thought you was going to pass out. Oh, it was Easter? It was Easter. They thought I was going to pass out. I got to take this jacket off. I'm sorry, y'all. It's done got hot up in here. I don't know about y'all, but I know it got hot. I'll give it to the... You want it, Ginger? You, okay. Well, you just kept reaching for it. I was like, well, here. Are y'all with me? The power that created the entire universe that said, let there be light. And it was is in you. What you worried about? What you worried about? Now, Hebrews chapter 4. Go ahead, Miss Marvelly. Get up in there. Get up in there. Go to verse 9. Woohoo! Man, I got to get something to drink before I pass out. For real. Mm. Ah. Woo! My gosh, what you worried about? What's that say? There is therefore now still what remains a rest. Is that what it says? Is that right? For the people of God, it's a rest. And we talked about that. I think it was one of them services where that word rest is the Sabbath. It's a Sabbath. Because God on the seventh day, what he do on the seventh day whenever he created all this stuff? What he do on the seventh day? Rested. Did it ever say that another Monday started? Did day one start over again? Did he start another week? Did he? No. Guess what day we still on? Seventh day. We still caught up in the Sabbath. Which means, go to the next verse. Verse 10. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his work as God did from his. God is resting right now. Y'all remember what Jesus said on the cross before he died? It's finished. Not just his work, but the entire work of the full, complete gospel was completed right then. So the stuff that you're worried about was dealt with 2,000 years ago on that cross. He was talking to us and saying, when you look back, colleague, when you look back and you see me on this cross, know that what's affecting you is finished. I took care of it when I did this. When I did this, I took care of your mess. 
So don't worry. Don't be anxious for nothing. Enter into my Father's Sabbath with me. Woo! For he who has entered into his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Keep going. Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. His rest. Not something that's given by the world. Not, not some sort of idea of what we think it ought to be. Not, not a Sabbath that's tried to be influenced upon us by some sort of tradition that some man is trying to pass down. Let's do what the Bible says to do. Let's look at it. Let's study it like Travis was talking about Wednesday night. Let's get into it and find out what it actually has to say. Let's study the Word of God to show ourselves approved. Therefore, be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. That's as far as we're gonna, we need to go there. i got to catch my breath. The trick to resting in the kingdom of God is to understand that God's rest is a repose, it is a repose, but not as the world has turned resting into. Uh, resting for the world is more like, um, I'm going to go take a nap, and I'm going to prop my feet up, I'm going to open up uh, either Netflix or some sort of social media, some type, I'm going to watch a movie, kind of just... Zone out for a minute, right? And if I can't get there on my own, then I'm going to take something or drink something to help me get to that spot. Are y'all with me? You know, following me there? That's not really the rest that God has. If you take a look at Jehovah today, Jehovah sits on his throne right now. The Bible says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. So not only is he sitting, he is sitting and he is laughing, which means that he is rejoicing. He's having a good time. He's not having a bad day. Never had one, never will. Now, is God on his throne doing nothing at all? Of course not. That's, that's kind of silly to even think in that, in that, in that vein. And so this rest that he's experiencing is not a rest of not doing anything at all. It's, there's actually a doing behind it. That's the reason why you hear from this pulpit on a constant basis to do something. You need to do something. A Christian that steps over into the rest of God that actually takes a true Sabbath with their lives. Not a Sabbath that's a Sunday that I'm not going to go to work that day. But a Sabbath that is a lifestyle of resting in the promises of God because we carry the power of God everywhere we go. Not supposed to be worried about stuff. When we enter into that Sabbath, we actually into, enter into a spot or a place that there's actual work that's supposed to be done in the resting. Again, I'll take you back to Jesus on the cross. He had to work through a process. 
to enter as he as he's in that rest. He's entered into his rest. He is doing the will of God and accomplishing what it is God had called him to do. There is work to do in the rest. But that work that we do is not there to bring about the blessing. Because the blessings of God have already been accomplished through the work of Jesus Christ. You're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, and you're going to pick out, I think it's going to be verse 9, Miss Marvelee. Are y'all following me? Am I, getting, am I getting too much in the weeds? If I am, we can go back and, and we can sing a song and go home. Are y'all okay? The rest of a Christian, the true Sabbath carries with it a work. But the work is not to obtain a thing. All right? I'm going to finish this. Yeah, here we go. Back up to eight so they could get the, the contest of it. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Okay? So, so you've been saved, right? You used the grace of God to get saved because you couldn't do it on your own. So therefore, you accessed God's grace using your faith. Through faith and not of yourselves. You didn't do it on your own. You had to access Jesus' works to get there. With me? Yes. Not of yourselves. It is a gift from God that he gave us. Next verse. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. So our salvation is based on the work of another man. Correct? We access that salvation through faith and we obtain grace to get into and enter into the rest of salvation. Are y'all with me? Everybody with me there? Okay. So the Bible says now, you cannot work to obtain salvation. However, it does tell us to work out our own salvation. In Philippians chapter 2, I think it's verse 12, not 100% sure, to work out our own salvation. Well, wait a minute, Greg. It just said it's not supposed to work. To get salvation, you don't work for the blessing, but you do work in the blessing. See, there's not work for the blessing, but there is work in the blessing. See, and we have to understand, therefore, beloved, uh, work out your own salvation, fear and trembling. You see that right there at the end? I got it right. Look at that. <laughs> fear and trembling. See that? Work out your own salvation. We don't work for blessings we don't work for peace we don't work for salvation we don't work for our healing we don't work for anything but what we do is we do work in our salvation we work in our blessing we work in our peace this is making sense there is a work that we must do while we are in the position of victory. Because Jesus already took care of trying to obtain for us. All of that was obtained and it was shoved into our heart. The moment that you said, yes, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Well, power somehow, and I don't understand how he did it. I just believe it. He shoved all of him and everything he could ever be and ever is in you. And so what carries in that, huh, what, what's in that is everything that you could ever need in life. 
That's the reason why my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That, that, that's in you. That's already there. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that works where? In you. It's in you. It sits there and resides in you. So the victory or the blessing or whatever it is that you're trying to obtain in life is already here. You don't have to work for it. But you do have to work in it to stay in faith that God has made a way. We can't get hung up. Go back to, go back to Philippians chapter 4, Miss Marvelly. We can't get hung up in the anxiousness and the worry and the trying to do something that we've not been created to do. Stop doing God's job. Stop doing His part. Let Him work all that stuff out. If you see something that needs to be dealt with, deal with it. He put it in front of you for you to see it. He does want you to take care of it. Hey, that right there, that ain't right. Devil, take your hands off of that right there. In the name of Jesus, boom, you're done. Stop. Leave it alone. Leave it be. He has now presented to you something he needed you to talk to in the natural so that the spirit realm could move. The spirit realm is now moving because you talk to it in the natural. Leave it alone. Don't worry about it no more. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, excuse me, Ephesians, uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, and I want to go to uh, verse 4. Again, no, verse 6. I lied to you. Sorry, y'all, we're finna go. Remember this one? Next one. Y'all see this? I don't have to, I, don't, I ain't going to say nothing. Y'all reading it? I mean, Paul was a fantastic teacher. You see what it says? That's pretty good stuff. Verse 8. Finally, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Don't get yourself worried on stuff that ain't your responsibility to take care of. Don't be trying to work on something that God's in the big middle of because you know what's going to happen? You're going to get in it and he's going to have to take his hands off of it because he's a perfect gentleman and you said you wanted it. And now you're going to go in there and mess it up. And then you're going to come back and you're going to ask him to take care of it. And he's going to have to go in and fix all that you just messed up a few minutes ago. And then start back over trying to fix the problem from square one. Because we are dealing with people. And yes, he does split the sea. But like he ain't splitting them every day. Are y'all with me? When was the last time you saw a sea split in front of you? Anybody been in the Mediterranean and said, hey Lord, split that sea? I mean, I'm not trying to be crass here. What I'm trying to say is that we have to have the proper expectation on how God is going to move in our lives on the, on the daily. And if we don't have a proper expectation of how God's going to move on our lives on the daily, then we're going to be let down on a regular basis and we ain't going to be coming here no more. We're going to go out there and try to find someplace else to be. All the while, it ain't even God's fault. It's us having undue expectations on ourselves. 
thinking that we all that in a bag of tater chips. I got it. I can handle it. It's okay. I got it. I can handle it. It's kind of funny. I talk to, uh, I talk to ministers a lot. Uh, not any from around here. I do have friends that are outside of Minden, believe it or not. And uh, no ministers here, I promise. In fact, I talked to one uh, uh, Thursday. And uh, I sat on the board of his church. And uh, we were talking. I was like, you know, he was telling me all the stuff he was doing. I was like, yeah, and it's all the stuff I've been doing. And all mine had to do with the bank and stuff. And he was like, well, well, well dang, boy, you been praying? I was like, yeah, I've been praying. I'm good. I said, what about you? He goes, well, I have been rolling pretty good, you know, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just you got to watch yourself. We all have to check ourselves about this stuff. You know, because if you're not careful, careful is not a good word. If you're not aware of what's going on, you'll start picking up stuff that's God's stuff to do. You'll start trying to do his job for him, and then you'll get kinked up. And next thing you know, you all in a bad place trying to do something you ain't been created to do. Messing it up in a bind. And now all you want is a Prozac and a pillow and a day off. You know? Do we still take Prozac? We're off of that now. We're on Xanax, ain't we? Everybody on Xanax now? Is that right? I don't know what we take now, but something like that. Huh? Percocet? All right, Percocet. We're on Percocet now. I don't know. I can tell you this. Whatever we are taking, we are all taking the same stuff. Because them doctors, they just flip around. Like, just as soon as somebody starts taking a new one, then everybody's taking the same thing. And then, then they move to another one, and then everybody. And I'm not being critical of doctors. I'm just saying that's just what happens. You know, we all end up on the same medicines, you know. And we don't have to. Because the Bible tells us what to do. Oh, you put it back up there, Ms. Marbling. The Bible tells us what to do. Whatever things are true, whatever things are just. Whatever things are pure, lovely, of good report. If there be any virtue, be any praise, think on these things. Like if we could figure that one out, everybody gets off of Percocet. We ain't got to take it no more. Because why? Because now we're doing our job, and we're not trying to do God's job anymore. Amen? Everybody good with that? Let's all stand up. Dang, JoJo, play something on that piano, man. Golly.